I would like to take the time to properly introduce everybody out there in nobody land to somebody that has quickly become both a dear friend of mine and a prickly immovable fucking thorn in my side. He started off as a rank-and-file nobody. Hey, just like you, what do you know? But he's gone on to so greatly ingratiate himself into the daily lives of Chi-Chi and I that he's like a... It's like a, a brand new Labrador puppy that you bring home to the little ones. Just just total elation at the thought of a fur-covered, precious little guy to cuddle and just improve the lives of your kids and, and by extension the lives of everyone whose path, not unlike a total eclipse of the heart, seemed to be controlled by intelligent design to one day cross with floppy-eared Rufus. Who's a good boy? That's right, you are... But then, the twilight of the first night begins to approach. And the, well, what the breeder failed to tell you is a notoriously vocal breed of dog, begins to cry. He begins to cry, and he begins to shit and piss all over your fucking house. You have tile flooring, yet for some reason he aims for every rug that you have ever owned. Even ones you didn't really fucking know that you had until you had to fucking clean shit off of them. But if you can make it through just that first night, you will have yourself a friend and companion for life. Well, I mean the lifespan of a dog, anyway. Welcome aboard, Rob. Let's listen to your bullshit for once. I made it through. Thou this eve. Super happy. Excited. Well, Let's go. Super happy? Mm. I'm home. So I'm alright. I'm you know. I'm home too. Just uh That's trying weird. to cram a bunch of shit into a little bit of time. Gross. That's what she said. Yeah. yeah. What what gross or the other trying thing? Trying to cram a lot said? of bit into a little okay. bit. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. How long are you home, uh, Chris? A week. Oh, a week. That's uh is that longer than usual or no? No. No. Are you usually I home, for, home a week? for about a week. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh hey everybody out there. We have like a super duper surprise for you today. Do you know what that surprise is? It's rhetorical because you're out there and I can't hear you. 
that surprise is today is our good friend Rob the Builder's first episode. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, come on. Let's give him a hand. Just I always wished I could do that crazy loud whistle that oh, like the, people seem to like be able the, to do. Where you put your, your fingers in your mouth and whistle? Yeah, some people can do it without their fingers. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I always yeah. wished I could. I yeah, same. Robert, you you're kind of country. Can you do that? No, I'm ghetto, which you can, <laughs> which I bled well in the country. So, so it's all about geographic. You can be ghetto and country, and it's I tell you, the crossover is amazing. <clears throat> I, it sounds like it. It sounds like the the crossover is pretty amazing to be ghetto country. It's a lot more widely acceptable now than it ever was before. Oh, it's yeah. a good year. It's that, a good no, year yeah. for them. Oh yeah, for them. <laughs> you know, my mom used to chase me with with a flip flop around. You know, to try to smack me in the head. Around here, it's called house shoes. So you know, it's just terminology. Oh. They, they call they call flip sounds a little more sophisticated about it. House shoes, yeah, a little slippers. You know, flip flops. That's yeah. I mean, well, I've a heard flip flop. Yeah, there are two different things. Like a slipper is like a you know that's like a, a bedtime. You know, I don't want my shoes on, but I don't want my my feet to be touching my dirty ass floor shoe. Yeah. Right, like we don't go outside in this. Right, and like a flip flop is I I'm I'm gonna go to the beach and uh, I'm I'm still just gonna get sand everywhere. Yeah, but I'm. Gonna be I always thought shoes. it was ridiculous to wear flip flops at the beach. They're just fucking throwing sand. I had everywhere. to buy a exactly. Buy, That's how you get sand in your crack. I had to buy a dictionary when I moved up here, a redneck dictionary, because I had no clue what the fuck these people were saying. What? I I really hope that's that you're being awesome. serious. Oh, um, I'm dead serious. I, I would still like got to it. see awesome. this red. I would really like to see this redneck dictionary. It's an English to redneck and dictionary. Is it from Merriam-Webster? No, or? That's what, that would make it awesome. But no. <laughs> no, it's just from some guy who knows what he's talking about. Guys, you know who else knows? For me. You know who else knows what they're talking about, guys? Not us, because oh, no, we, are, we are see no, hear no, speak no. Ah, the UFOs, conspiracies, and murders. And Rob. And Robbot. Poor, poor Robbot here. I th- Rob. Ready for, ready Rob, I think from now on, <laughs> I, I think your part in the whole, uh, you know, see no, hear no, speak no, uh, then Chris says UFOs, conspiracies, and murders. And then from now on, I think your addition to it should be, and me. <laughs> I'm like the Ed McMahon. I'm just supposed to hear and laugh. But, you know, tonight I've got a fantastic story for everybody. What you got? I, Bring it to us, I've Ed. got the Majestic 12, which sounds fantastic, Ooh. but in all reality, Majestic. they're a bunch of assholes. No. Oh, they're such assholes. I love, love, love everything about this subject, and I'm super excited, it's personally. It's pretty much a, I mean, I'm, is a hooker. secret committee. I'm excited because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, it's a secret committee of scientists, military leaders, government officials that was actually formed in 1952. And you know why it was formed, Jason? Okay. Um, I'm going to say it was formed because that is the year... That the Studebaker came out, and they were like, "No, I don't fucking think so." No, 
It was good actually year. to suppress Elvis, but no. It was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Them hips are too much. Girls don't know what to do with themselves. No, it... I'm starting to feel... We're going to have to form this committee of <laughs> fucking dudes to shut him down. It was actually... Nope. Too much peanut butter and banana. ...made to conceal the crash at Roswell and to pretty much grab any alien technology they could find or recover and to come up with a plan on how to basically engage with alien life and try to have a plan on how to have a dialogue with these people. Wait, they were trying to get engaged Mm -hmm. to aliens? Oh, yeah. You know, they bought the ring and everything. They put a ring on it. Why the hell not? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they they liked it, so they put a ring on it. Consummate, consummate, consummate. What is it? Is it? Did I say it wrong? I think I it's. Think I, I it think wrong. it's confi. I think that's what it is. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna jump a little. Hit. Yeah, they were ready to boil them in duck fat. Gonna, that's right. Let's I'm gonna it. jump a little bit in history here because we're we were going from 1952 to 1984, and pretty much all of this. Wow. Did nothing happen in well, between those this is, years? I was I was born in between those years, just before the second one. That's, this is true. Pretty much mm-hmm. this is a, what the hell is his name? Jamie Chandra. He got a package delivered to him. He was a documentary filmmaker and a ufologist. He got a package delivered from New Mexico. Most of this centers around New Mexico. All of, Almost all of it does. Okay. He got a package claiming little, and Jason, you were, you're a photographer. It had little mini fo- film. Mm-hmm. So basically uh, negatives. That like yep. microfilm, oh, okay, like uh, like slides or negatives. negatives. Okay, so Where? he takes them down to your little local photo hut there, and turns out it was pretty much documents on the Majestic Twelve. It had some briefing documents in there. It had some pictures, and it had a um, It had pictures of small bodies, some various technology, and briefing documents. There was three main documents associated with this, but the third one has been pretty much debunked as, as BS. But okay. the third document How actually, so? well, the two came on the like picture. Photo analyst type shit. Well, no, the third one was, was found separate. The same guy received a postcard, and all it had on there was a natural oh. archive. Uh, national archive number on it so he goes and looks it up and it's actually a briefing memo from uh from robert cutler he was an assistant to harry s truman who was the president back in 47 and it pretty much outlaws a document to general nathan twining about an upcoming meeting of the majestic 12 but even though this has been debunked, it was found in the National Archive with an actual seal and stamp. So somebody went through... So what part huh. of this is... Yeah. But the reason they debunked it... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's well, crazy. yeah, that's the craziest part about it. But <laughs> they found out that Robert Cutler, who was supposedly doing this memo, was actually in Europe at the time. So there's no huh. way he actually so, made this memo. But wait, so he's hmm. so that so someone's just using his name, then yes. But they got it in the National Archive with an actual stamp on it. 
and would it have been he dictated have... over the phone to ah. an assistant or something? Well, that's the thing. The memo is unsigned. So he could have had this. But you're talking about a top-secret classified document that you're just going to hand off to your secretary. Like, here, hon, go drop this off. And here's a ten. And here's and like yeah, this yeah, is fair enough. you know. Okay. And here's ten bucks. <laughs> this is like top secret, top secret. Oh yeah, yeah, indeed. This is like super top secret type stuff. Like uh, like highest clearance, like for, you know, for golden eyes only type deal. Or? Pretty much. Okay. Now the the main so, theory so about why this document because it was received separately was to discredit. Uh, to basically discredit the whole investigation into the MJ-12. So somebody went through a lot of trouble to forge a document and get it in the natural, National oh. Archive for this guy to find. Only to throw, to throw off the scent, basically. Yes. Okay. That is wild so shit. You, Indeed. You're starting in 1952 with this. This guy receives the package in 1984 after the last committee meeting member died or the the original committee meeting but you still have people covering this shit up in 1984 so you still have an mj12 type deal going on even in 1984 possibly even today covering shit up so is it it, Mm -hmm. so what you're saying is it's basically like uh like the boy band menudo when someone would get too old uh, they would get kicked out of the band, and then a new young little Mexican boy would take their place. Exactly. So in MJ12, yeah. someone dies, uh, a new 12th is brought in. Exactly. Makes sense. It sounds like Hydra to me. Yeah. Pr- it sounds like Hydra. It sounds like Cobra. It sounds like uh, yep. Yep. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> it sounds like... <laughs> I actually uh, uh, realized it was very similar to um, the situation in uh, Naruto, where there's you know the the two different factions thinking they're doing right for the village, but um, you know one of them doesn't operate under the same rules as um, the other type of thing. It's just very it's... yeah. Well, they, they yeah, it was um, yeah, it was the other guy Donzo who who basically runs the shadow government. And um, <clears throat> everything else is out in the open. So, yeah, it's it's very it's really weird to to imagine that um, you know that that everything <laughs> everything that's like truly important is uh, run through a bunch of fucking just twelve people. That's fucking scary as hell. Uh, yeah, if uh, and that that's basically. I mean, that's a new world order, right? Like, isn't a new world order? Uh, as we talked about in uh, Bluebeam, uh, isn't mm-hmm. that a, just basically a small group of people uh, that make all the decisions? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So so if this MJ-12 uh, is, is real and does exist, uh, that means that we've already been under the rule of a New World Order. Exactly. But you yep. have... Is that why there wasn't scary? But you have. Is that why there wasn't a lot of activity in between fifty two and eighty four? They've got a couple things here and there. They're trying to to get to, you know, lay low and dig their claws in and shit. But pretty much, it it brings in so many different conspiracies. Like you have the Delta Project, awesome, which basically set up the Men in Black, which you talked about in your last episode. Awesome, yeah. Well, I definitely want to do a whole episode on the Men in Black one of these but, days. 
Because, yeah, the Delta Project is more in-depth than just saying there's some dudes in suits. But <laughs> I mean, the, the movie was okay. I don't think we could do a whole episode about it, though. Well, here's the scary one. It actually comes out of Project Blue Book. It's called The Grudge Project. And pretty much, mm-hmm. we made a deal with, with a couple different alien races saying, you give us technology, we'll build you underground bases, like Area 51, the Denver Airport, things like that. We'll give you specimens, that, you give us tech. That, yeah. free, that freaking mural in, in the Denver Airport is fucking terrifying. And isn't it? What the hell what, is? What were they thinking? Do, do you know what's crazy? Is that uh, like ninety nine percent of the people that I mention the mural at the Denver airport to have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, even if they've been to the Denver airport. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, just look it up. Even it's, the statue out like, front. There's a bus station in New Orleans that's covered with art that's creepy like that too. Where? Uh, it's a fucking Greyhound bus station in it's, New Orleans. It's the Greyhound bus station there because I've been there a bunch of times, so. and and I don't, I don't exactly know what you're talking about. It's got a ton of artwork that just spans the panels on the uh, like up toward the ceiling, hmm. and uh, some of it's uh, well, I mean, you know, New Orleans is kind of creepy anyway, so it's right. not like seeing anything new there. But but yeah, maybe it's, it's it's very. It's Maybe I'll head out there uh, this this if weekend and, and, and take some pictures for the uh, for the Facebook homies. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, so good. so Rob, so so all of this. Sorry about that. No, I yeah, I mean, if, hey, you know, I said earlier today that uh, Chris and I are not gonna we're not gonna hold back. We are going to be Chris and I. <laughs> and I love this story though. I so I, I'm digging it so far too. I love. Um, I love supervillains, man. Like, when you get to imagine that real life has real life supervillains in it, like, fucking supervillains. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, because even serial killers aren't... Yeah. The the rich scientist that actually can, like, do have the fucking, you know, uh, uh, resources and shit to make the, the crazy shit supervillains always did even if they didn't have superpowers they did something it's awesome that made them fucking badasses you know like doc ock and people right like that. right 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 just just insanely intelligent people <clears throat> with not only way too much time on their hands because they already know everything but way too much money on their hands and <clears throat> yep. i mean you can only duct tape so many fucking bugatti Ve- veyrons together before it gets boring like you know, you got to find something to do with it. You might as well build a jetpack that's uh, powered by baby farts or something, you well, know? Fucking just stop a. and think about the last budget that just passed. It was over a thousand pages. There's no way Shit. one person can go through all of that and know where all of that money is going. Even if it says this is going to right. this over here, doesn't mean that money's going there. We're spending right, there would have to be some kind of checks and balances to, yeah. <laughs> Just think what people could what? do with a couple hundred billion a year in a in a budget with with yeah, some alien like, cult giving you technology. And and I I got excited when when you first started that sentence, and I thought you were saying uh, this year the budget was over a thousand 
pesos. Pesos. <laughs> so that'd be awesome. Like that was impressive. <laughs> no, no, we're looking at no, trillions. No, that's of crazy dollars. though. I, I, dude, and I'll eventually do an episode on uh, Philip J. Corso as well. That's that's definitely in the works. But um, <clears throat> talking about the alien tech and all that shit. Um, yeah, man, that's crazy to to think about. It. Like, I, I just that's too much money. It's too much money not to know anything about what's mm. going on with it. But okay, so here here's a quick question about about that. As far as the the insane amount of money uh, going into who knows what the fuck. But like like you had just uh, posited, Chris is uh, you know uh, maybe reproduction of alien tech. Um, mm-hmm. If if we have this alien tech to either um, uh, what's it called when you 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 take something apart and then you learn how to make you Back learn engineering, how, yeah, uh, either yeah Sorry. either Retro reverse engineered, engineer. <clears throat> or uh, if we have this you know this deal that Harry S Truman uh, did a you know a wank shake with some aliens for their tech or. Uh, uh, how to make it why is it still so expensive if like the only thing that I could see why it would be so just astronomically expensive would be because we don't have the alien tech or to to either reverse engineer or uh, given to us as plans and we are trying to from scratch uh, come up with it, maybe. Well, just just imagine, well, we went from flight, the first flight was 1907, 1902, something like that, to putting a person mm-hmm. on the moon in 60 years. Right. Now, think about 60 years. I mean, yeah. all the things that we had to do to get from a two bicycle mechanics to mm-hmm. to putting somebody on the moon. I mean, just the technology involved okay. in that, uh, right? But but uh, as we talked about in the uh, the, the transhumanism episode, is that uh, when technology evolves, it does it exponentially. Um, and, and I'm not I'm not uh, I'm just trying to throw a, a, maybe a different viewpoint into the discussion as far as hey, humans are pretty awesome too by ourselves, you know. But you know um, what I'm thinking though, as far as that budget goes, like like you were saying, humans are pretty awesome too. I think what it, I think part of what it comes down to as well is that if all these people, and you got to imagine, it's a lot of people. If, if there is real back engineering going, reverse engineering and shit going on, you got to imagine all these people are not technically on the books like they are, but they're not. But they oh, are but right, not, yeah, but absolutely. They are, but not, yeah, well, they right? couldn't be and known to none be, of the yeah. higher ups make puny paychecks ever. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of shit that goes into it, just logistically, you know, aside from the, um, you know, buying and making and engineering of parts and fucking all this other kind of shit, which uh, so we actually are supposedly already have some of this tech that, that's out today. But, uh, you know, I don't want to jump the gun on on any part of the story, so... So, Rob, please continue. I'm sorry that, that we're, we're uh, cutting you off so much. Oh, it's but all right. These are, I mean, I, these are questions apologies. that we need to ask as well, you know? I put plenty of room in here for your shenanigans, so it's all right, Jason. Good, good. Because <laughs> shenanigans will be had, yes. 
Okay, so remember me saying the third document was debunked. It was actually right, debunked right. by the FBI. They brought the FBI in, and the FBI went, this is all crap. Except mm. several of the investigating agents wholeheartedly believed and actually stated this, that they believed they were not getting the whole story, and they were being kept from information. So why they think that these documents were bogus, they definitely believed something was going on that they were not privy to in the government. All right. Hmm. So they, I mean, they just believed this, or uh, did they see things that there, and they were like, "Okay, something's going on. We need to look more into this." Well, mo- most uh, investigators, somebody's go, not telling us everything. Most investigators go with a sense. Plus, when you're talking to someone and and you know they're not telling you everything, you know it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, investigators know when they're being lied to for the most part. <laughs> for yeah, sure. I, indeed. I've done enough indeed, shortage indeed. interviews over the years to know when someone's telling me when they're full of shit and when they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So you think about FBI, senior Same. FBI agents that have been doing this their whole life. They're going to have a little people intu- intuition on them. But they definitely right, believe right, right, that, right. The, that, yes, these documents were bogus, but that there was something there that they were not allowed to look at, and there was definitely something going on. Okay. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there was a reason that somebody contacted this guy to have him go find the shit. Even, yeah, it's very strange, though. Because did if you, it really is bogus, then what the hell was the point? Did you say who this guy was or what or what he was? Did, did I miss He's that? He's actually a documentary filmmaker and a ufologist, okay. Jamie Chandra. I'm probably butchering okay. his last name. But he was well known you know, in the UFO when, when community. We, when, we butcher, when we butcher names on this show, it's got to come with a spelling, just so. We do not apologize. S H. We do not apologize. <laughs> it's S H A N D R A. Chandra. It sounds like some. It yeah, sounds like Chandra. a girl out there with big hoop earrings to me. But that's his last name. <laughs> big, big hoop earrings and <laughs> no. big city dreams. <laughs> sounds. <laughs> sounds Indian. A little bit. But mm-hmm. think about the power that these guys would have, because every president that comes you in... You think about the power, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That every president that comes in to power gets read into these programs, what's going on, and not one of them has come out and said anything about it. Well, see, that's the thing, though, is that they... Uh, supposedly, they don't. Because I, I was... I mean, now... <sighs> Say what you want about these these types of people, but um, there's a documentary by uh, Stephen Greer, Doctor Stephen Greer, and he is the the forefront for this whole the whole disclosure project and all that kind of shit. So, but but some of the guys that he <clears throat> government figures and shit like that that he uh, scientists and all that 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 he had interviewed. One of the guys was made a good point. He's saying. No, the presidents aren't read into this shit because several of them have looked into it for all the way from Jimmy Carter up and right. been denied the information that they that they wanted because um, they're temporary employees. Exactly. They, exactly. There are people that are going to be just a figurehead. Uh, 
that are going to be involved in government uh, to, to have multitudes of years longer than any president ever will be. And right, right. If, yeah, if yeah, all this lifers. is yeah, if all and this is true, shit. then the president really is uh, is I, I used this word yesterday in conversation uh, or or not word uh, phrasing, uh, but non diplume. He's he doesn't it it mm-hmm. he, he doesn't matter. Well, well exactly. Matter. Yeah, Eisenhower was actually read into this, and he wanted to just come out with it, but he was given the whole national security and the Russians and the. Blah blah blah, and so he decided. And that's to keep probably when they stopped really cool gluing them in. Talk about yeah. yeah. So, but another one of the linked conspiracies here is actually the JFK assassination. They have documents online uh-huh. uh, from that they were wanting recommendations on how to deal with Lancelot. All of it had to be turned in by uh-huh. September. Well, a couple months later, JFK kind of got popped. And Lance, can you imagine that though? You're assassinated on a deadline. Ooh. Like some dude's gonna get chewed out by his boss if you don't fucking die in the next like 24 hours. <laughs> what kind of well, shit is Lancelot that? Lancelot was oh, the Monday. Secret Service code name for JFK. For JFK, right? Yeah. So right. there was actually documents floating around yeah. saying, "Hey, we need to know something because we need to be able to deal with this guy." So mm-hmm. I guess they figured out how to deal with them if you believe what I'm laying out here. Right. right. And and guys, I I saw the um I I saw I saw the uh the autopsy uh photos of JFK uh very recently. Uh the really? uh, uh, yeah, and um That's gross. Uh yeah, no, holy shit. Um when someone is shot in the head, uh, it's uh yeah. Most of their head is gone forever. Yes, uh-huh. it uh-huh. was not pretty I ex- in the slightest. I actually have the original Time magazine. Um, I found it at a yard wow. sale years and years ago. It still got the original mailing address to the person it was mailed to. No shit. from the JFK, and it actually has the slides of him going down and getting shot, and it's it's two pages. Whoa. Worth. And it just kind of rolls through. Oh, the whole really? Thing. Wow. Yeah. And it, that's that's from like the uh, the what is it? The Zapruder uh, film or whatever. Yes. So that is bad. But you could you could go all day long on JFK, but pretty much there's no way. I mean, Eisenhower's got a lot of yeah, shit. There's no way that to talk about that Oswald got off those shots that accurate on a moving target at that distance. To hit all three, there's just no way. No, it's no, especially since uh, he was um, uh, what? What did they call him? Um, uh, retarded, right? No, no. Oswald <laughs> was actually a highly trained sniper from the Marine Corps. He pretty much received the same training I did. I can hit a moving target at 500 yards pretty easily. I just need to know the wind direction. Were you in the? Were you in the Marine Corps? Yes, sir. It, are, are you just not going to tell us these? What? How is it? What? Learn something interesting about somebody every day, I guess. I, <laughs> I, did, no well, I didn't say it was interesting. When you're Come young on. and dumb and someone comes up uh, to you and that's says, hey, it's kind of the ultimate dick measuring to go, you know, which branch you're going to go into. So, you know. Ah. Uh, 
I'm going to go into the maple branch because <laughs> you'd think that, uh, you know, you'd get syrup too. So. Sounds good to me, sir. Mm-hmm. Breakfast I, is Now, he, he could have very well pancakes. hit him the three times. I'd find it very doubtful that he did. It, I think once, yes, twice, maybe, three so highly unlikely that it's kind of silly because um, it's not like the motorcade was you know it's not like the motorcade was going 50 down the road but that's that first shot hit and they took the fuck off yeah. and he's I mean it, it wasn't a plop shot it was pop 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 correct yes because he had a bolt action rifle and he supposedly got off three shots in under a minute oh so it wasn't even pop pop Jesus pop Christ. it was pop ka-ching bolt action pop, yeah, he, had a, ka-ching. he had an italian pop. made bolt action rifle yeah jfk wow. is kind of which i i've it's one of the stories shot, they tell you in uh, basic uh, training actually it's like one of those things there that they're if you ever watch the movie full metal jacket they pretty much give you a rundown yeah. of the Marine Corps history. And if you look at pretty much mm-hmm. any sniper that actually got any kind of national attention, almost all of them are Marines. You had the guy who was in the right. clock tower okay. in Texas. I forget his name. He, mm-hmm. right. he took out 12 right, students right. on the campus of uh, yep. the University of Texas. And then you had Oswald, and you had another one. That was really big. Who was who the uh, the 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 guy? Um, I I I think he was he. I, I don't know if I'm pulling this up my ass or whatever, but he may have been from Louisiana or Baton Rouge in, in particular or whatever. But uh, what is it the the Beltway sniper or whatever? Um, Lee Mo- yeah, I don't remember that at all. Lee Ray Malboy. Uh, I I I don't know. I I might be mixing him up. I'm actually pretty sure I am as far as the whole Louisiana thing. I don't think that's true. But um, he he had uh, like a, a young associate, like a teenage boy, with him. That he and the boy were uh, were popping people off on. I think it was in Washington. Yes, um, they actually had a van just, set like, up on the interstate and shit. They had a van set yeah. up with little like squares it, cut in it, so he could actually be in a prone sniper position with mm-hmm. the rifle. I was about to say it was basically van. a sniper's nest. Yes. On wheels. exactly, it was basically a sniper what? nest. Uh, and they would just park it, and they would pop people off like a half a mile away. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, crazy. They, they killed quite a few. Uh, that's uh, sorry to drag it off uh, like that. I just yeah that that reminded me. It well, it was he. Do you know? Uh, was he marine or? Because I know he. Hmm. I think he was actually in the army. I don't know. I. Okay, I was about to say, I know he was in the armed services, because I know he was uh, a trained sniper. Yes. But, yeah. Okay. He was full of guano, is what he was. Mm-hmm. But in reality, yeah, and, uh, you, can, you can pretty much... One of the reasons you don't hear a lot about him... You can teach anybody to shoot a rifle. Oh, yeah. I could probably teach anybody to hit a target of 500 yards in less than 20 minutes. I, I, I was going to say, I... I I did my uh, my fair share with uh, with Devin actually, uh, Chris. Um, I did uh, yeah. my my fair share of uh, shooting. Uh, he had it an M1 Garand, oh. which I loved shooting. It uh, and I see. I like I like guns. I think guns are cool. 
I don't like crazy fucking people with guns. And I also only dug guns as a a target a target practice not target not even target practice recreational yeah because target practice uh denotes practice for something uh it's more just just sport target shooting um i really liked doing that and uh and the m1 was one of the the smoothest most comfortable easy to shoot guns i'd ever shot in my entire life it was literally point and click it, it um, won two world you, wars you yeah you aim it at what you want it to hit and you you pull you i mean you pull the trigger and it's going to hit it 9.999 times out of 10 and um so but that being a a, a bolt action um I mean, I, I'm no, you know, I was never in the military or anything like that, but we shot this gun quite a bit, and I got good at, you know, racking the next uh, round in, and it still takes, you know, even if a fraction of a second, you're not rapid-firing uh, a bolt-action anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just crazy. <laughs> It is. All right. So, sorry, Robert. Let's get back to aliens. So, would you like to talk about the different types of aliens? Hell yeah! You know that we do. All right. There are basically three main types that we know of and that are out there. You got the reptilians or reptoids. Those are the lizard, snake people. Mm -hmm. They mainly live underground. They've been around for a long Mm -hmm. time. You have the Anastasi. Indians out there in the southwest, they've got mm-hmm. cave paintings mm-hmm. of them. You've got the bullshit right. uh, conspiracy that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton are reptiles and shit like that. But every once in a while, right. <laughs> if you research them, you'll see some pretty weird-ass pictures on the internet of just... Oh, for sure. The next one is silicone-based life forms. They call them the conformer, con- and, conformers. And... And that would be that would be like the 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 gray type. No, these are a silicone-based no, life form that or, can pretty much they're almost android-in like, but they're a living creature. So that goes back to your space goo. Why it may not have any DNA because it was a silicone-based ah, type deal. Okay. See, yeah, and a silicone base would be very similar to like, uh, or it could take on many forms. But <clears throat> that's what I why I mentioned uh, quartz crystal toenails because. Um, yeah, that's basically all quartz crystal yeah. is, is just fucking And they call silicone. them the conformers. That's why it can't be carbon right. dated or anything. And then the last one is the grays, but you actually have two different types. You've got a large gray that can be mm-hmm. six to nine feet tall, and they mainly carry out diplomatic missions. And then you have the smaller grays, which, depending on who you talk to, is a separate species or it's a genetic hybrid basically made to do the bidding of the large grays. They're like the little right, worker they, bees. They're more like a... Yeah, like the drones of uh, them, basically. Well, not drones, like uh, flying drone things, but like drone bees. Yep. Like, um, yeah, they they would uh, that the 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 big awesome you know tough bestest grays. Uh, they would be like uh, you know your your manager at the store. Like if you worked at Best Buy, the store manager would be the tall gray. 
and then everybody else there would be the short gray. But yes, isn't right. isn't it almost uh, isn't it uh, postulated that um, they they might even work on like some kind of like a like a hive mind? Yes, and that's why whenever you see a UFO crash, it's generally the small ones that are that are scattered about because they get the dangerous mm-hmm. missions. They're the ones doing see, the exp- they're the ones doing all the shit work. Basically, they're the grunts. They're expendable. Yes. I've also heard, now it's funny to me that you only brought up these three, uh, because I, I was totally expecting you to bring up the Nordics. I was going to uh, say the same thing, yeah. You know, with the whole Valiant Thor thing and all that, that was, a, that was another Eisenhower shit that uh, wasn't, I believe. Um, but, no, I've actually heard um, that the shorter greys uh, are also seen sometimes or, or witnessed sometimes as being... Um, the workers, like we were saying, but also working for the Nordics as well as the taller greys, like almost as if they're working toward the same diplomatic goal, but the, the like the tall ones make the short ones and they just kind of divvy them out some kind of way, like a, almost like, like a, a galactic federation yeah. sort of thing. Like they're all go like they're going for the same main agenda. But their own personal agendas are different. Yes, right. It, it and it's it's like a, a like a like a galactic agenda, or uh, it it's like a, a, a pimp with it, it's it's a stable of hoes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That 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 also. Well, I just bring up these three, yeah, because these three are the ones that are tied to the Majestic Twelve. Oh, okay. Specifically tied uh-huh. to the okay. Huh? Okay. So, which ones are tied to the bed? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think those are the gimp grays. Those are they. They're in the light latex black suits. Of course they are. <laughs> nice. Nasty. So nasty. So actually, it's funny though that these silicone ones I, I've not heard much of. So I'm same. About that. Yeah, so they can put like much blame. Yeah, they can yeah. do anything they want with their body. They're basically a consciousness that's implanted into a silicone-based life or body, pretty much. What? So they're they're not. So they're they're created. They're not. Well, it's more like, like a transfer of consciousness. Birth and, that's fucking kind of awesome. like. Um, like what's some little crabs you buy, and you buy bigger shells for them, and bigger shells, and they live in the little t- yeah uh, hermit like crabs. crabs. Oh, oh, and they just kind okay. of you know I, if you want to give them a fancy new shell, you just pop it down there. You go. That's so, fucking so. It's awesome. the, it's the same consciousness, uh, just upgrading shell. Yes, and they just transfer okay. from body now, can to the body. Con- Think about it like can the consciousness. Uh, can it be destroyed? Probably. But think about this. You're talking okay. about think light like years of travel. Well, say if right, you can base right. yourself down your consciousness to an energy, you could beam that energy anywhere you want it to. And you would just need a body there when you got there. Ah, uh, so, so that is, is that's, te- that's teleportation. So if I wanted to go to Mars, I would just kind of take my consciousness project it onto a laser or whatever shoot it over to mars and then download into a new body on mars and walk around for the weekend i wouldn't have to travel why just the the fuck yeah 
Oh, you know, just just check out the dude. Give me that. I need a fucking yeah, hell yeah. I need a closet with a whole bunch of different kick-ass <laughs> bodies in it. I want one with spider legs, <laughs> and I want one with the like the snake lower half, dude. Hell yeah. Give me all of that. I'll transfer my consciousness into something with a fucking bigger penis. Three dicks. Mm-hmm. Three dicks. I, I, I dicks in the mix, man. We went the same way. <laughs> um, so yeah. he's got the twelve original members, and these have all been documented as real people. Not necessarily have been all tied together, but there's a lot of overlap. Um. Okay. Hmm. So you've got the leader, Vanmar, Van, Vanvar Bush, not related to the Bush family. Oh, Vanavar. He was actually a joint Wait. research developer for the Natural National Research Council in Office of Scientific Research and Development. That's crazy. Chris is a joint researcher. <laughs> <laughs> now, that sounds like a big mouthful, but if I say the Manhattan Project... Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Ooh. Right. Okay. That's uh, right. He was the director of some of the research going into the Manhattan Project. Oof. Now, here's my favorite, and you're going to love That's this one. This shoulders. is Vice Admiral Roscoe Helen Cotter. He was the first director of the CIA and a founding member of Chris's favorite organization, NICAP. Yes, yep. indeed. <clears throat> and his name was Roscoe, which means he don't talk like this. Yes. And NICAP <laughs> is the National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomenon. There it is. Ah, Thank that's right, because Chris didn't uh, remember what it was last time. That's right. And then this guy. Not that you didn't remember nice. what it was, like like you weren't familiar with it. or you, Yeah, anyway. No, it was exactly that I didn't remember. I went down a rabbit hole with this guy. It's Dr. Dietlaev Wolf Bronk. He's the former president of the National Research Council. Again, another research council. He is advisor to the Atomic Energy Commission. There's another tie. And he Hmm. pretty much invented the field of biophysics. And he was reported to do all the alien autopsies. Autopsies. But this guy... You want to try one more time? Shit. (laughs) Told you, man. Speak How did this me. guy have enough time for all that? But <laughs> the field of biophysics. I got down in a fucking rabbit hole on that one because that ties into Chris's transhumanism right there. This guy mm-hmm. basically uh-huh. broke down different physics of the biology of the human spirit, so he could actually help the conformers build bodies here, so they could actually download their consciousness. That's awesome. Wait, see, so, wait, the, uh, the Ken Farmers. <laughs> I need my, uh. Everybody got their tinfoil hats on, right? You're just a terrible so person. Man, I need my intern to set up a meeting with this guy. I got, I well, unfortunately, he's dead. <laughs> but biophysics oh. is still going on today. You look at Walter Reed Hospital and the stuff they let you see. The arms and the appendages and everything that they're recreating. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go in for brain surgery and say they have to leave it open for a little while, they figured out that if you take the chunk of skull out and you put it somewhere else in the body, they can reattach it later and the bone will reform. So they don't have to do metal plates anymore. What? 
they could cut a chunk of your skull and put it under your skin, say, next to your ribs or in your stomach. And your body will actually start to calcify it to where a couple months later they can close up your head. They'll put that bone piece back and let it fuse right back. And they don't have to do the metal plates anymore. Interesting. I Now, I have, I have I've heard of this and I've actually done... I mean, kind of my own research on this because I, you know, have my my ankle problems and things. And uh, so I, for the longest time, like even uh, right when I was still in a wheelchair at the beginning, I would talk to my, um, my, my, my doctor about, you know, what about an ankle replacement and, and things like this. And um, at the time, at least, which was fucking what 15 years ago now um he was just like no they're the technology just isn't there like uh they have you know uh, false ankles just like they have you know a, a fake hip or uh you know knee joint and things like that uh but where they were at they they were just sh- basically shoddily made so they broke they all the time to be yeah at. they wear out yeah it, it Right, exactly. They wear out super fast because your ankle is is much more used than uh, than your hip joint, or well, at you know most people's anyway. Um, but I have been seeing uh, in more recent years that they are growing bone that can then be replaced, and because uh, a, a big problem with my ankles now. And the reason I had to have them uh, have the ankle fused was uh, was arthritis. Which arthritis, uh, for people that don't know exactly what that is, is uh, when your cartilage completely breaks down, and then you have uh, just bone scraping against bone um, within within the joint. And that's why people with you know arthritic hands and things like that are just they, it's a lot of pain. Because bone sucks. Yeah, bones aren't supposed to scrape on bone. They're supposed to have a nice little cushion in there. So, um, now seeing that they are growing uh, real, you know, human bone. It's just growing your bone on your bone. Uh, it's basically taking a piece of bone and then grafting it to a healthy piece of bone, uh, which then. It acts like it's healing, uh, you know, say a fracture or something like that, which, uh, you know, grows the new calcium on it to, to build this new new bone. And it's uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, they're building all kinds of So kids, of drink your milk. They... Yes, please, drink, drink your milk. <laughs> drink your milk and get some sun. Yeah. <laughs> but the... That's uh, like over in France last year, they grew an entire esophagus for a guy who had throat cancer and pretty much replaced his entire esophagus. And they used his cells to build it so his body would not reject it. And that is so freaking cool. That's the stuff they're showing us. Can you imagine the stuff, if all this is true, can you imagine the stuff they're not showing us that they have? Dude, we're supposed to be, yeah, they're supposed to be a hundred years ahead of what's public. Well, I mean, shit, they they showed us an ear that they grew on a mouse. Mm-hmm. What, can, <laughs> well, I guess, what yeah, kind of shit nothing. are they not showing us? Like I said, I got into a rabbit hole with this guy. He was fucking amazing. I mean, I probably spent a good two hours just researching this one guy 
just to shit he his published papers awesome. and everything just the way he got the way the body works it's amazing now the next guy you sound like like you might be in love just a little i was a fan there. girl i couldn't admit it i would have took a selfie with the dude okay <laughs> mm. <laughs> Hell yeah! The next guy I couldn't find too Can much on, me? and you think there'd be a lot on him? Okay, because he's James Forrest Forrestal. He was a Secretary of the Navy, oh, a yeah. Secretary of the Minister of Defense, which actually turned into the War Department, which turned into the Pentagon. So this guy was actually a big part of the World War II Pacific Theater, uh, but you can't really find much on him. That's the crazy part about it. I mean, you'll give a, they'll give us basic information, but they won't tell you really what he did. So everything on him is still super classified. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Then you've got so like you you can find like the ge- the the generalities of yeah. Like, he was uh, born. He joined the navy. He retired. But that's about it. But, but not uh, all no, the projects he worked on and all that kind yeah. of stuff. None of the cool shit. No, right, exactly. right, right, right. Uh, let's see, you had uh, Gordon Lord Gray. Stone. He was an assistant secretary of the Navy. And here's a good one. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't Forrestal, wasn't Forrestal the one... Um, and if I'm skipping ahead in your story, stop me. But wasn't Forrestal the one who um, took a nosedive? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's why I said he. You can't really find too much on him. He did commit suicide. He jumped out of a fifth floor window the day before he was supposed to testify. Allegedly. Yeah. He yep. the day before he's supposed to testify in front of Congress. He allegedly. So you're saying he he didn't jump right? <laughs> well, you know. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, he may have, yeah, but, but the spotlight was there. on him, and he may not. But you got to think he's a combat. He was there in World War II, in the Pacific Theater, and you know how crazy that shit was with the Japanese dive bombers and everything <laughs> else that was going on. The Kazakazes, oh, yeah. what the hell are they called? Kamikaze, Kamikaze. stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he was some paper pusher sitting in behind a desk in Washington. This guy was actually right. He, he had he had battle ex, battle experience that, uh, he, but you know a lot of people that are fucking battle hardened and shit. Uh, sometimes uh, you you get so hardened by battle that you end up fucking shattering. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but I don't think I, I don't think that's what we're getting at here. I think what we're getting at more so is that if he. If he wasn't pushed, then what kind of situation could you put a man in that would, would have make driven him, him to jump it? on his own? Right. Not right, no, right. not even driven him to it, like forced yeah, him like to. Yeah, like his family. Oh, okay. Such as like, okay, well, we have your family right now. If you don't fucking off yourself so that we don't have to cover this shit up, then they're going to get it. They probably got it too, but still... You know, I mean, that sort of thing. Like, because if he's such a battle-hardened dude, you can imagine just one assassin showing up to take him out is not going to make him so scared he jumps out the window on his own. Well, how how old was he at this point uh, of jumping? Oh, gee, shit would have been in the 50s. It's in his 50s, yeah, easily. Easily, towards the in, end of his life. In his 50s? Yeah, easily towards the end of his life when he well, did this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, toward the end of his life, because he jumped to his <laughs> death. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
right, here's another cool guy. It for was you. still in time. I got into a rabbit hole with this guy too. His name was Gordon Gray. He was a sec- assistant secretary of the Navy. He was President Truman's special okay. assistant for national security issues. He was a national security director of the CIA, specializing on the Psychological Strategies Committee. Everybody knows Psy- PSYOPs. Oh. Were, right. Like yeah, the, men, the, the men who stare at goats exactly, kind of Exactly. Exactly. This, okay. this is one of the people who blazed a trail for that program into the 1960s where they fed LSD to soldiers and locked them in it's chambers and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is based. That's crazy because uh, Chris, Chris is usually the one that's blazing trails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire. But everything you can find on this guy is <laughs> just you. You can't believe half of it because he was a CIA. I mean, he was a spook. So most of the stuff you hear about and, him, and I mean, but it is documented that he was carefully prepared lies. Exactly. But it was well documented that wow. he started the the basically the the psych ops, the trying to get psychics so and everything else involved to try to spy on the Russians. That's this crazy. is the height of the Cold War going on through here. After World War Two, you had so which much was also shit. supposed to be a little bit of a cover up. Yes, uh, not uh, in itself. The Cold War itself. As, uh, yeah, that like there's there's. Um, there's another theory that that says that it that that was all a smoke show for the fact that we were we in Russia were having dealings with the the ETs and uh, this was just to make people like you know how they do misdirection they, they try to put on some big crazy event so that people are looking this way while they're doing all this shit on the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, we're talking it's the fifties and sixties. So right after World War Two, right. you had the mutiny of the admirals, which is a fantastic fucking story. Pretty much, the air force said, "Look, we've got the nuclear weapons. We don't need a navy. We don't need an army. We don't need anybody. Anybody screws with us, we'll just fly over, drop an atomic bomb on them, and keep going." So you had that. Mm-hmm. You had the Russian scare. You had us fighting over Germany right now. You had, did we really get Hitler or not? And you got all the conspiracy theories about Hitler going to Argentina. I mean, you had so mm-hmm. much happening after this. But everybody was just like, oh, it's the 1950s. Everybody buy a Buick and buy a suburban home. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that is, uh, I mean, if, if, well, correct me if I'm wrong. That is the, uh, the great America that we want to make again question mark is uh is the the super suspicious of uh everyone including your own family members of communism and rampant racism and sexism and uh the nuclear family pretty much yeah we're right back yeah we're right back i would actually argue that we're in the 1920s right now uh, you'd be wrong. It, it is. It's 2018. Robert. Well, Are you, if, did you have a head injury? Well, if you're, thing? If you're gonna, did you fall if you're today? If you look or? at history and trends, we're in the Roaring Twenties right now, headed for the Great Depression, which will probably lead to another World War, which will probably kick off shit again. Everything's in cycles. I and, could see that being the case, though. I mean, it's all it's all going to culminate into something. I mean, they mm-hmm. basically fucking made us all complete retards with this goddamn internet 
I mean, which is a great tool. Don't get me wrong, but not everybody, you know, they, they've never mind. I'm not Carl Sagan get said the, uh, the educational. The, Carl Sagan said the Third World War would be fought with atomic weapons, and the Fourth World War would be fought with sticks mm-hmm. and stones. Those can uh, break bones. Yeah. Werner von Braun said uh, quite something, something quite different, and uh, <laughs> the shit he was talking about was pretty fucking scary. Well, what did he say? Uh, Werner von Braun. Well, yeah, well, you know who he is. He's the the, the father Nazi. of modern yeah. rocketry yeah, and, uh, I, and on the reason, his deathbed. I'll I'll tell you the reason I I, I know who he, who he is is. Uh, where I lived at in uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, we had the Von Braun Center because they uh, they make uh, rockets there. Uh, the military does, yeah. um, and so yeah, I, I kind of learned a bit about him uh, when I lived there. But I and I I, th- I think you may have mentioned uh, his his deathbed uh, um, warning before, but go ahead and and let us know it again. Is it is it part of your story, nope. Rob? I'm not nope. trying to. Okay, so he uh, he makes mention on his deathbed that uh, yeah, from the the next world wars and stuff will all be um, smoke screens. I mean, you got the nuclear, you know, you had the nuclear race and all that kind of shit going on, the space race and all that kind of shit. And he actually predicted on his death, well, not predicted, but he was telling us that on his deathbed, uh, uh, well, on his deathbed that the, the next fucking major war will be in space to control the space around this planet and to be able to defend the planet from off-world threats, which... Are again all going to be a fucking smokescreen for them to take in all this money, gather up, you know, all the new technologies and all that kind of shit. And at this point, nobody really knows what. Like he didn't mention what it was all culminating into, but he did say that <clears throat> it's all a lie. Like it's they're, whatever they're telling you is is the reason for the, what's going on is all a complete fucking lie. It, and it's really all about uh, weaponizing and colonizing space. All didn't the way he, from the fifties. Didn't he die a syphilis? No. I just like. No, actually, <laughs> I, just I forget like, what he died. I just remember I just the. Like, I, I just remember the creepy like old Disney black and white film of him explaining. You know, like rockets and space. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And you got to sit there and think. I know exactly like, what you're talking about. This is an SS It's ominous. Explaining to kids. Right. You know, because Disney was no fan of the Jews. So it wouldn't make sense for him to bring him in to do a video. But it's just crazy to see right. this <laughs> picture-perfect guy and the square jaw to sit there and talk about how great America was and how we're going to be first in space. And, and it's just like. Dude, he he definitely was like poster child for the master race sort of fucking fucking looking dude. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's a goddamn genius. And you can say that uh, you know it. Yeah, we. I mean, it's widely uh, you know accepted fact now that that Disney uh, was no fan of the Jews or any uh, other non-whites for that matter, or women. Uh-huh. Uh, and and you could say you know of Probably course he, he he got you know this old SS officer but I, that's so we- that's still really weird to me because Disney if nothing else was a uh, 
a very shrewd businessman and self-promoter who should have known better. Yeah, but he was... I don't know. Most people... I mean, but I get that, that by then, Von Braun was on our side. Yeah, so and most people guess, had no yeah. idea who he was. The English knew who, who he was. But most Americans, no, they, mm-hmm. they could tell you more about I Love Lucy than they could Von Braun back in the day. It's not like they could Google him. It's always been that way. Yeah. Oh, I can still tell you more about I Love Lucy than Von Braun. (laughs) The next couple guys are kind of boring, but you can see why they would bring them in. You had Dr. Jerome Hunsaker. He was the chief of mechanical engineering and aeronautics. Pretty much one of the front layers for NASA. And you had Dr. Donald Menzel. He was an astronomy specialist. Mm -hmm. Why would you bring an astronomy specialist in here? Other than you need, uh, other than you would need to know about you, space. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to read people's fortunes. Well, no, that no, he did that on the side. <laughs> he was also Dear Abby too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, he 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 was Dear Abby. <laughs> kind of like how Stan's dad was Lord for for an episode or two. Uh, that, uh, you mean disturbing. like a season? Yeah. That's disturbing. And then we got a. It was a little weird. We got another New Mexico tie-in here. We got General Robert Montague, commander of the Sandria Air Base, which is in New Mexico. And then this guy uh-huh. here, he's also kind of. You had Admiral Sidney Sowers. He was a CIA director and executive tech, executive secretary of the NSA. This was back before people actually knew I'm what go the eat some NSA Sidney Sowers was. When we get done here. Because wait, he was the what? No he was the what was, of the NSA? He was the executive secretary of the NSA. People didn't become aware okay. of the NSA until mid '80s was when people actually started to realize, mm-hmm. hey, we've got this whole national security agency over here doing stuff. By the way, NSA, eat a dick. <laughs> hey, Continue. I like my NSA agent. Yeah, because because they're not Facebook. listening. He likes my Facebook post. Uh, <laughs> what does he? And here's an well. Here's another guy. <laughs> he must be a cool guy then. It's General Nathan Twaining. He was the one in the document that got debunked, but he was the commander of Air National mm-hmm. Material Command. Let me say that again: Air National Material Command Headquarters in Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Right? Aeronautical. With the way it makes a sound, he was a material command. Air National Material Command. He basically ran Wright hmm. Patterson Air Force Base. Wright Patterson Air Force Base is so, where they took the the crash from you from Roswell to to dissect the aliens and everything. Yep. All focused around Wright Patterson Air Force Base, which was the precursor to Area Fifty One and uh, Los Alamos, yes. right? Yeah. No. What was so? Uh, what was so? What was so special about Wright Patterson that it's basically a, a uh, testing you know ground I mean? for any kind of new new jet? Uh, the stealth fighter came from Wright Patterson. The Blackbirds. Yeah, it's in Ohio. There's a lot of open space there, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of yokels who don't look up. Yep, couldn't give a shit less because they are patriots. <laughs> You know, uh, pride doesn't have to be about nationality. Now you've got another tie-in here uh, to the Manhattan Project. Okay. You've got Dr. Right. Lloyd Berkner. He was a secret sec- 
Executive Secretary of the Joint Research and Development Board, which of course was the precursor to the Manhattan Project. You had General Hoyt mm. Vanderberg. He was a former CIA director and the chief, chief of staff of the United States Air Force and a member of your favorite organization, NICAP. Mm-hmm. I like nightcaps. Pretty much, these 12 mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. were either in national intelligence, they were researching atomic energy, so they were in read into projects. The only people that don't fit are the ast- astronomy specialists and the mechanical engineering and aeronautics. Why would you? Wow. I mean, those two are the only people that actually tie everything together the astronomists. And the mechanical engineers. Exactly. The rest of them were all big government. They people. don't fit because, right? They don't fit because they're absolutely necessary, and it doesn't make sense unless. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 They they don't fit unless they do perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Because everybody else in here was either a CIA, a high-ranking military person, or somebody working on the Manhattan Project. Fucking murderers and professional liars, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I was about to say, secret keepers, liars, and killers. Yep. All right, now. Yep, and then you get this star nerd and uh, and a dude who likes to fucking build cars and shit, which, I don't know, I'm just kind of dumbing down <laughs> this is the, the, the career of a fucking uh, aeronautical engineer here. No, no, I think that was perfect. I think... I think cars and shit for aeronautical engineers is perfect, Chris. My dad's an electrical engineer. He probably sent me for saying some shit like that. Don't worry, he doesn't listen. He really doesn't. All right, I got one last part. Yeah. Okay. But this is the most interesting to me. It really is. Bring it. You've got pretty much a a long line of people faking documents, forging documents, and giving it to leading UFOologists. So pretty much you have anybody that sticks their head out of the ground to say, hey, look, look at this over here. You have an organized campaign mm-hmm. against that person to make them look like an idiot or a crackpot. Now, this, the, this group, uh, MJ-12, was it, was it them or was it Truman that formed blue book originally and then they were the ones who came back and formed the the condom party or whatever that Truman one was made the mj12 like the, the, the condom party right condom but you have c-o-n-d-o-n you have a a several different people online that believe project blue book was actually made so that way they could track ufologists anybody interested in it outside the government and discredit mm-hmm. them. Gotcha. So it's pretty much like Which, we'll let I mean, this that, out, wink, that wink, makes sense. just to bring you in to see who is actually researching this and who has credible research that we're going to make look like absolute wackos. And we can just shit all over okay. you. Yeah, exactly. So you. So so they they are at the forefront of the disinformation and. Pr- all of that. So you had an ex-special agent for the United States Air Force of Special Investigation. So you basically have an airman here who does nothing but investigation. Kind of like NCIS, but to the nth degree. And he only does the Air right. Force. 
His name was Richard Dobby. Super detective. And he came out in the 80s and basically said that he was told to spread disinformation. And he theorized there was two reasons for this. One was so that he could slowly leak information to the public to prepare them for actually bringing in and actually saying, hey, look, there's UFOs. We know they're here. We've been working with them for years. Or he was made to discredit anyone investigating the committee or UFOs. And he did an organized disinformation campaign all the way through the 80s. They actually found... Starting starting when? Starting when again? He started in 1976. But he came out in 84 saying this. That's weird that they would let uh, a a dude that... uh, that was that was gay and just said it to the world uh, back then that they would give him such responsibility in the government, you know? Yeah, since it was a uh, you know don't ask, don't tell. Sort well, of there was that right, 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 exactly. Gays in the military. Have you guys ever seen a picture of that guy though? Of who? No, I, I, like no. He, you, you can find documentaries with him in it now, and if you find you, you find one most recently, he's got a mustache. But if you see the old ones with him in it. And he has no mustache? Dear God. It's like his face was made for a mustache because without <laughs> it, the motherfucker looks like... He looks like a fucking human toad m- fucking Muppet. For real. It's, wait, wait, are we it's, talking about... It's, are, we, are we talking about Freddie Mercury? This dude, Richard Doty. <clears throat> no, this dude, Richard Doty, who, who I am very, very... Like, he's Bondo? one of those guys... No, no, not even not even a little bit. He's one of those guys uh, that, like he's saying, if you're listening to what he's saying about what this guy's job was, he right. had the two extreme opposites. So he knew everything. That was his job, to know everything and to only tell certain people certain things. And to, to shit do, on everybody else to, that actually knew things. Mm-hmm. Well, to do the extreme opposites... Uh, it's, so neither one of these things, but but you see what's what's made it more prevalent than anything is the disinformation. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this guy. Well, at I got all. a more recent case at for all. you here. Anybody watch? Cool. Anybody Please listen do. to Coast to Coast overnight? Not you people on the uh, internet because I can't hear you. I would love to. And ancient alien. No, I'm not. I'm not a crazy person. No, How about ancient no, aliens. I'm not. I do uh, not. But I would love to. Anybody watch ancient aliens? Yes. No. No, I, I have a girlfriend, um, and uh, and hobbies. I watch it every night to go to sleep. The, I watch Ancient Aliens. It puts me to sleep in like five minutes. I put that shit on and yeah. <clears throat> um, out. I love it. But Linda Moulton Howe. There's I've too, seen them there's all too many lisps. <laughs> too many lisps in that show. It's hard to understand them. Linda Moulton Howe, who of course has been researching UFOs for years, she's on the last Thursday of every month on Coast to Coast. She's on Ancient Aliens. She goes through all of that. She actually was sent she documents awesome. that was dated 1889 that stated the government found 27 deceased non-human remains with seven flying crafts with one mostly intact with a power source still running. That's fucking badass. But it was a forgery. That's cool as shit. And she spotted it oh. right off because she actually does. she's actually an investigative reporter. But they gave her these documents yeah. mm, so yeah, she would cool. come running out like, look at this, and then have her debunked and look like an idiot. So, oh, okay. so that disinformation gotcha, is gotcha, still gotcha. going on today. 
So it was it was specifically just to make her look stupid. Pretty much. Like not even to, to it's and see is can we even <coughs> call that disinformation or the spreading of disinformation if it's just like if it's if its sole purpose is to make her look uh un discreditable well they they obviously misread it's more covert than just being direct they obviously misread her they they thought oh we'll give her this and she'll run right out and and spread this shit all over because she's actually a big name but instead she was smart and looked into it and right right so yeah that's the thing because she's such a big name in the in the field and within the community and everything that the ufology community if she comes out and is discredited like yeah that that, that would, would be, be a big blow a big hit of inadvertent yeah, yeah disinformation for sure <clears throat> and it's funny though this dude this dude Richard Doty is the guy who um who basically comes out and says that uh, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but he he's the guy who who's come out and said in in more recent interviews and stuff like that about how um, the CIA and and they have um, high up members and editors and publishers and fucking um, news reporters and uh, uh, in in all of the media outlets as well as the um academic and scientific communities like on the payroll yeah. for the cia you know how many professors are ostracized when they start talking about ufos they lose tenure immediately right. they just get tossed <laughs> it's it's like you said I mean, in the beginning it's just like hydra when you start mm-hmm. really looking at it and yeah. then i have one last guy it's like pilots losing their jobs and shit and he's a biggie here too Kill hydra he was an nco it's a non-commissioned officer for anybody not serving in the military. Uh, he pretty much Word. is responsible for a bunch of people. They get all the shit work, but they don't get anything like the the brass does, basically. They do all the work. Staff NCOs are the ones who do, are basically the backbone of any military. They, they, get, they get the coffee. They are the footstool. They are the... Yep. They're... they're yeah. yeah. They, they do... Everything. Pretty much. Right. Uh, so, he was, his name was William Cooper. He was in the United States Air Force. He was stationed in the Pacific Military Fleet Headquarters from 1970 to 1973. Right in the middle of Project Blue Book and all of the reporting wrapping up and stuff okay. like that. He was reported to see, re, uh, too many reports. He has come on record mm-hmm. to say he has seen Report 13. Report 13 is a 624-page page document, Ooh. and it has material from UFO collapses, recovered corpses, live aliens, photos, abduction stories, analysis. It's pretty much a recap of everything from Project Blue Book that the government learned in one, one reading, pretty much. Wow. I mean, it, but it sounds like uh, this is everything from Project Blue Book that was uh, was credi- cre- um, credible. Yes, and that 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 the government themselves actually uh, believed enough to then uh, basically forward to the, to this guy. Yes, he was pretty much in charge okay. of compiling all of the data and putting it all together into one report to hand up the chain of command. 
Gotcha. Wow. So he. What a responsibility, man. What a fucking Seriously. responsibility. Imagine that grunt work fucking keeping you up at night. And that's what we're talking about with the deadlines and shit. Imagine that kind of fucking deadline. That's your project. Yeah. Take this <laughs> 20 years of research oh, and pile it down into a report and give it to me on Monday morning. But I didn't want to work the weekend. Fuck you. Too bad. Dude. Sucks for you. <laughs> it's my kid's yeah, birthday. Gonna, I already missed his baseball game. And, and then the girls' soccer game is that night. And just. But that was pretty much. My wife is going to kill me. A huge investigation project blue book was huge and only little bits and pieces mm-hmm. of it was actually released to the government or released to the public and it was the parts that were like oh mm-hmm. this was swamp gas reflecting off the moon and and crap like that that they disproved yep. to try to throw everybody off how does swamp was, um, gas reflect actually, off of the moon by the way <laughs> it was actually jay allen Hynek that came up with that with that um that description it wasn't supposed to take off the way it did. It wasn't supposed to be used as a ma- as a mass media thing or, or something that that could everything could be blamed on. Like but a no, catch he, all he for morons. <clears throat> right. He yeah, but he was the one who actually coined that um, that reason, possible reason, excuse, whatever you want to call it. I bet he feels uh, which, bad about it now. Which I will also give an addendum to my own episode in that uh, he he was also one of the original Blue Book um, investigators. On the side, he did his own thing in, you know, not being part of the debunking side okay. of it. Okay, but but he he was part of the, like, the, uh, the OG troop that was responsible yes. for it? Yes. Gotcha. Sorry about that interruption. I can't believe you guys haven't mentioned the time one time. We're at an hour and 19 minutes. I must have had you what? guys riveted really? on the edge of your yeah. seats. I'm telling you. What a storyteller. Pat on the back. Yay. <laughs> no, <laughs> Robert, did, did you're, we, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great, Robert. Did we bullshit through your whole story and you have still a whole shitload nope, left to go? Because the real thing that intrigued me about this is that there could mm-hmm. be a whole separate entity that's actually running the united states and you've got you've got these idiots 535 of them sitting there with their thumb up their ass arguing over stupid stuff every day on cnn and fox news and then you've got the orange baboon in the white house and you've got the supreme court justices sitting here pittering over whether people should make cakes or not and all that is a distraction to what is really happening and these are the people here Dude. that are probably, there's probably a, a committee right now sitting somewhere deciding our fate that we will never know about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, these, imagine, imagine what kind of dedication, just mental dedication it takes to be a part of a plan you yourself in your lifetime will never see come to fruition. But mm-hmm. to use, but to base your entire fucking life on this shit and stand true to it finding successors and all that kind of shit it's fucking See, crazy and well yeah that's fucking something that you fucked man you have to believe but what makes you yeah, have to, that, you like, have to believe in this cause but it comes down to wow superheroes and supervillains like you said even a supervillain believes mm-hmm. he is doing something right doc ock believed he was doing mm-hmm. something right and helping out humanity as a whole 
So these people actually in their so brain Dr. Doom. <laughs> believe they mm-hmm. are doing the right thing to help all of us. They they honestly think that's okay, what they wake but, up in the but morning. But let's be let's be completely truthful here in saying that not every supervillain has uh, distorted altruistic uh, you know means well no uh, I mean or ends no. uh, some of them just want to watch the world burn you know the the Joker's not like uh, yeah I'm gonna send this fucking present this bomb that looks like it's a birthday present to uh, to this reporter and uh, it's gonna make everyone's day brighter you see and that's what keeps you them know? up at night is that it's so, those variables like the Snowdens and, and yep. people like that who actually give you a little peek mm-hmm. behind yep. it that's what keeps them up at night not us Dude, staring at our iPhone right. all day. The McKinnon. Well, well let's fucking the, hope the not. The fucking Gary <laughs> McKinnon story. I, I actually, uh, I mean, I actually have the report of the um, <clears throat> what do they call them? The uh, fuck, what, what do they call them? I can never remember it when I'm talking about the damn story. But basically, uh, it's uh, uh, other uh, something terrestrial officers, but it's not extraterrestrial because they're from here. But they're basically wow. military soldiers that they're training as astronauts as well. And there was a whole fucking thing about how, like, there was a big project going on where they had a bunch of military guys that were training to be astronauts, but not scientist yeah, astronauts. Yeah, I could have went. They were military. I could have went into the whole mm. moon base and Mars base and about how we've been on Mars since. The early 80s. I mean, there's all kinds of components to this. No, dude. That's all more Eisenhower shit, for real. Like, there's a lot of shit about Eisenhower that, that we could yeah. fucking go into. That's, that's so, a hell of a Which was interesting hole. to me, hey. but to me, the more interesting part was the just the tentacles that they have everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. It, it's, uh... Dude, I'm, I'm, and that's the perfect, that is goddamn the perfect uh, name for these, uh, for, for their, their fucking goddamn hands in everybody's pie, is the tentacles. Because they're, it's... We're going to call them the Kraken. <laughs> it seems to be that not, not only are they in every, uh, in every pie of importance, but they are, they're fucking elusive they're slippery but they're malleable and they're strong you know and they decide who gets what piece what of, kind of strategist does it take though yeah yeah that too i mean but like a like what what kind of strategist does that take these guys would be amazing at magic the gathering you know what i mean <laughs> how do you fucking coordinate how do you coordinate fucking a hundred years worth of fucking strategy between how between 11 other people and then all of these people be so true and so fucking dedicated to this, this, whatever, goddamn, whatever this fucking agenda is. It's yeah, is so it, Is it even a cause? Or how, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, how is it? how scary they'd have it, to be to keep all these people quiet. I mean... Right. Sociopaths, for real. I mean, that's, that's the biggest part is yes. you do have hundreds of people working on this. Now, they may only be working on yes, one piece of Yes, how do they keep that. the machine well-oiled? You know, you're like, I get one piece of it. Well, that's how you keep them it, quiet. Jason gets one piece of it, and we're that's all working how you keep on them the quiet. same part. Not, not one person knows yep. everything. The, you have, the plausible uh, you have deniability. A, you exactly. have a thousand people that know one thing, and then the top 
three people know a thousand things, and that's it. Well, they did that whole that same exact thing when they were when they were working on uh, you know building the A bomb. They had a hundred thousand people working mm-hmm. on that, and and yeah, and they only knew whatever their department was. That's what they did. That's it. Really and that is how you keep a secret. I live really close. Yeah, motherfuckers didn't even know what they to were building. Oak Ridge. And Oak Ridge is deemed the secret city because that's where they developed mm-hmm. the hydrogen bomb. Was in Oak Ridge, out in the oh, middle wow. of fucking nowhere. And when you drive through Oak Ridge, that's where you do something like that. <laughs> it is still majority owned by the government. You'll drive down this one highway and you'll see all mm-hmm. these red gates off these roads, and it's just trees. You can't see anything mm-hmm. but the trees and these red gates blocking the roads. And each one of them, if you pull over and you look at that little red gate, it'll tell you government, you know, government property, use of deadly force is authorized, and all that other stuff. Yeah, you will straight be shot if you step over this fucking So they're still doing shit out there in Oak Ridge. That's so crazy. That's so fucking crazy, dude. But this, uh, the whole thing, the whole thing just intrigues the fuck out of me, how... How, like you said, the tentacles, man. How far do they go? How how far can they stretch, or are they stretched? What I it could is really there wrong. even? Uh, I mean, why would there even be a limit? You know, or of course they, or not. What yeah. are they keeping yeah. from us? I mean, yeah, if they the UFOs is a big part of it, but think of the technology they have. I mean. Mm-hmm. The stealth bomber was in use for well, 30 years before they rolled it out. Oh, by the way, we've got this thing that so, that no radar can pick up in the world. Oh, we got the... And they only rolled it out because it was uh, it was a mistake. Uh, it, yeah. Because you had the Blackbird at well, the you same know about time that. to go into orbit, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know about the whole uh, uh, Ben Rich's um, retiring statement. Ben Rich was the, uh, the the CEO and head of Lockheed Martin and the Skunk Works, which is uh, one of the government-contracted uh, secret aeronautical project uh, the, 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 the production plants and experimental blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Uh, and he, when he retired, his his <laughs> final statement <clears throat> to the company on record is that. We now have the ability to take E.T. home. <laughs> we can take him home, not the other way around. Now, now was was he uh, saying E.T. as a generality for fucking extraterrestrials, or was he exactly. making making the jape? That uh, you know, E.T. Uh, the extraterrestrial, the movie, like we could totally bring him home if we wanted to, because we're awesome and we built shit that can fucking go into space. That pretty much. Either way, that means the same thing, unless he's talking about a flying bicycle. <laughs> oh <laughs> you know? God! What if he was, guys? No, the oh. are so delicious. It's government control, man. They, they don't even. <laughs> they don't even make them anymore. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. No, now they make Reese's cups with Reese's pieces no. inside. Get some it's of not, that in your face It's not the same fucking recipe. You're not the same. Get recipe. some of that in your fucking face hole. You know what, guys? Wow. Robert, 
I commend you, sir. You not only gave us a cool fucking story to talk about, but you actually kind of somehow uh, stopped Chris and I from uh, just babbling nonsense the whole episode. See, you guys thought, and you did it without getting angry like and I you did. You guys thought I was <laughs> yeah. fucking with you because I actually because I had two pages of type notes. I sent them to you earlier, and I actually mm-hmm. put in breaks. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of time into this and and, and like stopping points. And shit like that, because I knew. That's insane. <laughs> He's engineering his episodes for our lunacy. That's fucking awesome. See, it, good it, strategy. It, good strategy. Yeah, like, he's getting into it. I'm I'm proud of you, man. I am fucking proud of you. I'm a people person. I have to this figure is, out uh, how they work. Once I know how they work, then I can pretty Indeed. much make them do whatever I want. Ah, oh, now okay. that's what it is. <clears throat> I'm pimping you out, and you don't even and know. You told us that majestic robot, huh? Okay, okay I'm pimping you out, and you told don't us that even because know. if there's one, there's one thing that Chris and I are is openly defiant. <laughs> yeah, well, I built that into my when, equation. When my, uh... Oh, <laughs> so bitch! <laughs> thought of everything. <laughs> God damn it! If my nuts start tingling, I'm, I'm. That's it. It's over. I'm ending it. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna end it before that even happens. Uh, well, Chris, what did well, you that's learn? What my spidey sense. Is. What did you learn? Uh, what did you learn this episode, man? I, I want to hear uh, you go through it first, and then I'll tell you how uh, mine, if it did differ, how it did. Um. Well, I learned that. Uh, no one of any significant power can be trusted, even if they are uh, members of your own family, because power, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And uh, perhaps that might not even be what we're talking about here is uh, co- the corruption side of it. But um, <sighs> come on, man. Shit's fucked up. Something, something crazy is going on. <clears throat> and honestly, honestly, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like this could be one of those subjects and i'm glad we 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 opened it up soon rob, rob did it for his first one I, i'm really glad about that because it like he said it branches off into a lot of different things and, right um, right there's there's no shortages of cool conspiracy theories that come out of this same thing so i believe you know starting it now will give us good reference points to jump back and forth and uh absolutely yeah i learned rob can do it <laughs> I, and I was actually thinking the same thing. Is uh, it j- just like I was really glad that we uh, we had tackled uh, Bluebeam early, uh, because mm-hmm. I, shit, almost every conspiracy uh, <laughs> fucking comes or, or or is claimed by at least the the believers in Bluebeam uh, to branch off from it. So uh, so yeah, this. Uh, and like you said uh, a few episodes ago, we we are that's fuck man. We're still kind of in our infancy. What our first episode ever was uh, September last year, right? Yeah, 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 man. We still got along. And a uh, lot of shit left to go over. <laughs> we're we're just we're just starting. Uh, the fact that that Rob has joined us now is uh, it, it's going to be a fun ride, man. Um, it we this is like shit, man. We're we're coming up on. Thirty uh, something episodes, um, and I, I I just think that we're finally getting to a place where we're like we're hitting a good stride where we can uh, 
we we can touch on absolutely anything now. Um, Except yep. my nuts. Those are and, off limits. <laughs> um, Duly you know noted, good sir. <laughs> all I have, all I have to say to that is, uh, you don't get to make that decision. Hey, oh, nobody tells Jason what hey. to do. They're attached. They're mine. Okay. Nobody, nobody puts baby puts in the corner. Jason in the corner. <laughs> right. Shut your fucking <sighs> filthy whore mouth. I know. I know. I know. Well, talk, man, you, you specifically have just listened to another crazy, fucking, wonderful, awesome episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. The UFOs, the conspiracies this time, uh, both of which, and, uh, well, some dude took a nosedive, so maybe murder? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. murder? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And Rob. And Rob, Bob. <laughs> don't forget to buy your t-shirts. And- Dicks in the mix. And me! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted so bad. <laughs> oh, right. I out. said I was a people person, not a people well, pleaser, guys. okay? Oh, that's right. not what your wife says. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. All right, kids, it's time for Countdown. With a three and a two and a, a one. Oh, good night, so kiddies. Next week. Feels so good inside. When you love me. And your heart beats. And you touch me. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, that's my name too, somehow, wherever people go, I always hear them blow, there goes John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, da 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 da. Those aren't the words. Is your name John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Probably. Well, that's my name too. Crazy.